Everything. All right, all right, all right, all right, everybody. We back. Episode uh eight. Well, it's not episode eight for us, but it's like episode 16, I think, 17 for mm-hmm. us. But we're back on Overly Medicated, of course, a podcast dedicated to HBO's Euphoria starring Zendaya. Or is it? I'm Justin, J5, <laughs> here <laughs> with Mark. <laughs> with Mark. Uh, we're actually going to just get right into it. A lot to talk about. We got to wrap up the season. We got to give our thoughts and, you know, all of that. So, obviously... We couldn't do this without someone that, you know, I, you know, I revere him so much. I, I've, I've been asking about this season. I've been saying, you know, trying to find the right time for him to come on. But I wanted to do it a couple weeks ago. I feel like tonight was the best, the best day. I got the armchair all tour himself, the legend, the GOAT, the undisputed. I love this motherfucker on my fucking heart. <laughs> Dom Griffin, man. What's going on, man? Thank you guys for having me on. Uh, this feels really special to me because uh, the only reason I even got into Euphoria was because of you two. Otherwise... I was not going to make it past the first like 20 minutes of that pilot. So thank you for, for having me here. <laughs> the pilot had you stressed out? No, not stressed. I was just like, y'all don't give a fuck about any of this. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, my, I, 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 uh, I'd seen assassination nation, uh, the other, oh, yeah. one, the movie that, uh, Sam Levinson did. Mm. And I thought it was like, just like the most try hard bullshit that like I could not connect to whatsoever. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, he has a TV show failing upwards good job uh, and then and then in the second season of his tv show it turns into assassination nation so yeah, I, mean, I, I, yeah I, I feel hurt that like you convinced me to watch this show and then i got really into it and i thought man this is like one of the best shows in television and then the new season started up and then it has just been like slowly i slowly for me because I, I'm, I'm a little more forgiving uh just just falling apart and um it's i feel like tonight was like not even a uh like a car crash as much as it was just kind of like, oh, okay, this is, we knew after we knew this yeah. was going to be like this, you know, we knew, it, we knew it was over. We knew that we knew the amount of bodies that would be found in this one. And the wreck, the wreckage was, was pillaged, uh, rightfully. So, uh, of course, no news this week. Well, kind of news coming out of the finale. It was announced, uh, euphoria season three, 2024. Will I? Will we even be alive in twenty twenty four? I mean, I truly hope so. Looking at where, uh, look at where all this is going for these next couple of years. You kind of want to, you kind of want to keep a little bit of a mental note of that and make sure that you're okay for the next two years to watch what's going to happen with season three Euphoria. But my fear is, all these actors and actresses are going to be getting a little bit older. Oh. You, add, you add two yeah. more years. I don't know if it's going to still feel like senior year of high school for a lot of these. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, can, maybe I can genuinely see them stuff. flashing forward for a new season to them like in college, and then just spend the whole season flashing back to the two years we missed. That'd be cool. Uh, not even because it's a good idea, but because it would be a really easy way to to distance yourself from all the fucked up drop plot threads, you know? 
Yeah. And Sam Levinson is nothing if not a, a corner cutter. So <laughs> oh, <laughs> we, we see this this season. Should we wait to give our see? I'll wait to give our season reviews um, after we recap this episode. I'm not going to lie. I didn't find much. I don't know about you, Dom. I don't know about you, Mark. I didn't find much to actually write about note-wise on this. Um, I have to say that if you stuck around for last episode's spoilers, they were one. That there was only one spoiler that didn't happen. The rest of the shit that I said happened. One for two. So, one for two is one, one. One for two is good. Shoot fifty percent. It wasn't one for two. It was like t- it was probably like nine of ten. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> spoilers were damn near completely right, other than one crucial part, and I think that. I think that it's possible that they might have could have even cut that before we even saw this episode and then and then just have it happen. So um, episode eight, course, season finale of Euphoria season two. Uh, the title of this is All My Life. My heart, my heart has yearned for a thing I cannot name. This is a, a reference to Mad Love by Andre Bre- uh, Andre Breton, quoted by Hunter S. Thompson in his book about the Hell's Angels motorcycle gang. Got these Fallout Boy titles. <laughs> <laughs> Got Pete Wentz on the on the track. <laughs> so of course last week, last week we ended on the Cannibal Holocaust thing. Dom, I did want to ask you, what you feel about the Cannibal Holocaust uh, theme song playing us out on episode seven? I, man, <laughs> I don't, I don't have a comment. <laughs> yeah, Dom is as fed up as I am about this. I haven't actually asked him or talked to him about much of the, the broad strokes of this because we're going to get into it this episode. But of course, if you don't know who this guy is, he's one of the best reviewers of TV and movies and all types of culture. So like, he actually absolutely gives his own viewpoint of everything. And I respect it so much. That's why I'm so glad he's on the show. But um, this episode opens with Fezco. Again, there was a lot of timeline trickery last week, right, y'all? Like we had, is this happening before? Someone literally said, how is Fez doing all of this while the play is happening? And I'm like, guys... Sam Sam Levinson's an idiot, and even even he's trying to tell y'all you're an idiot for not realizing he's doing time jumps here. <laughs> this is like it was like kind, kind of Quentin Tarantino pulp fictionist forwards and backwards with the time timeline trickery bullshit. But we see here this is before confirmed episode eight. This is confirmed before he actually leaves. Um, he texts uh, Lexi, "I'm on my way." With the lowercase, you know, you text him with a lowercase. That means y'all got some type of you know some type <laughs> of, so what. Type, some type of rapport. You me. What is, <laughs> so, uh, what is this voice? Nah, can we go? Can we? Can we, can we hey, the lower, this voice is? The lower case is when you really like, you know, when you first talking to a girl, you got it. I wanted them to, you know, I wanted to think I'm proper. I'm gonna put the the capitals where it's supposed to be, the periods where it's supposed to be, all <laughs> supposed to be. When it, when they know how you talk, that's how, listen, Mark. You gotta you gotta be around it. The flames, you feel me? Oh, the flames. <laughs> excuse me. I'm dying. The ladies, you know what I mean? That's what Fesco was doing. But anyway. Custer stops Fez before he can leave, tells him that the cops found Mouse's body. Now, here's, I literally hit skirt as soon as this happens. This was a plot point that was never brought up beforehand. We never see it. It's just, it just happens. Didn't this Fez code thing start like two episodes ago? And now it's like being wrapped up now? I think it actually started, there's like a really quick interlude in what the episode like the like the rue episode i think like in that weird like dream sequence shit at the end there's like mm-hmm. a quick little bit involving fez and like and and he looks all stressed and it didn't get picked back up until like now uh yeah, yeah. um I, I just saw this pass by my timeline uh katie katie delaney she she does stuff on like uh i believe rick and morty or something like that 
She said, uh, Euphoria is actually a lot more impressive when you find out that he wrote the whole season with one hand because he was jerking off with the other. Not inaccurate. I mean, like, genuinely, like, it's really... Did you hear uh, the, yeah. did you hear the <clears throat> light taps in the, in the background? <laughs> I'd hope not. <laughs> uh, I just had to say, I, I love Katie. She, she's great. I will let her run the show one day. But, um... Gotta wait two years, right? <laughs> <laughs> Faye making it hot, drops a glass. She could tell Fez not to say anything. She says, hey, hey, it's, it's too hot in here. Don't say nothing. She hit the Riley. Uh, niggas, come in, niggas. <laughs> Faye says that Lori killed Mouse, name dropping her and her address to get the heat off of Fezco and Ashtray. A really good out here. I thought this was actually a really cle- clever little thing here. I actually like Faye as a character throughout the season. What do you guys think about her? I think at first, I, at first, I was like, okay, well, this is just because Sam wanted the the porn star in the in the show. I didn't realize <laughs> she was going to turn into being like uh, important to, to, to like the most like dramatic like scene of the shows in the, in the whole show. I was like, Oh, okay. That's didn't see that going in that direction. Uh, but she's pretty solid. And I thought that like her, like, uh, I thought the chemistry she had with Fez is really interesting too, because it's like, it doesn't feel romantic. It just feels like she's not used to being around someone who has that kind of vibe and that kind of like, kind of like good nature about them. And she seems mm-hmm. like she just, Oh, she feels comfortable with him and him and Ash. You know what I mean? So like, her it's like turning on her sissy boyfriend was like I thought that was cool. Yeah, it's like little sister vibe where it's just like she she really care like she cares because he cares about her and it's kind of like the same way that he took Rue under his wing too. Yeah, very um, similar. The, yeah, the relationship he has with her and it seems like she got clean too over the course of the season while um she was living there. But um, Ash kills Custer like an idiot, and this leads us this leads us to the central the central conflict of the episode really where everything kind of starts and ends with the Fezco will will he won't he thing. You see all they saw the memes all week. You better not touch a hair on their heads. Oh, you better man. not um like what the fuck are y'all talking about? Big, That's why I was like <laughs> big big meme week. Well I think what's I mean look it's this is a show where there's very few people to fully genuinely root for. Right. You know what I mean? Like everyone is either very frustrating or like outright evil or uh going through so much like tumultuous stuff that they're hard to relate to unless you yourself have been through it. You know what I'm saying? So having like the sweet big brother, little brother drug dealers that chill, you know what I mean? Like they're like the only like kind of unassailably like likable characters in the show. Uh, and I understand why people didn't want anything to happen to them, but it's like, do you, you, I mean, there's going to be a lot of things we could say about Sam's writing and how bad it is, but like every show in the history of television, or at least the last like 20 or 30 years, it's like, if you have a character in a show who's like super beloved, they're gonna have bad. They're gonna die. Like straight up, it's just like anytime they start doing cutesier shit, you're like, ah, oh, next episode that person's gonna get shot in the fucking forehead. You know, like I mean, that's they, just that's where the drama comes from. These motherfuckers have watched The Wire, and they still act like this, even though like you know. It t- and, and be be clear, Dom, I'm only bringing up The Wire because Mark has never seen it. Oh, that's wild. No judgment, no judgment, but that's wild. That's all. I mean, I'm gonna, I mean, I'm gonna see it. Yes, I'm, I'm going to see it. It's not going anywhere. That's how I honestly. There's, there's shows like big shows that I've never watched, and people like you haven't seen that, and I'm like, there's no sense of urgency for me to do it. It's already over. It's set. (laughs) I can get to it whenever I want. I I didn't finish Breaking Bad all the way until like a year ago, so I understand. Wow, you motherfucker! (laughs) I really, it's better than me. It's better than me. I haven't. I only watched the episode. I only watched the pilot. 
Christ, I can't with you too. Well, I can't it. with Dom, not with you. I can't with Dom, not with you, Mark. You're unacceptable right now. You heard what uh, Josh said? <laughs> watch real nigga shows. Anyway. <laughs> so Ash kills Custer, knife to the to the to the throat. We could have seen this coming. I felt like a lot of people were like, Whoo! I was like, no, like put the knife in his put the knife in his, in his he tucked the knife in episode seven. Um he's definitely wearing a wire, and Fez realizes that that uh that that Custer brought his phone to record everything. Uh, scene where where Fez is holding Custer's um, mouth, and uh, so he can't scream or anything on on the phone. Uh, Fez takes the phone to a big gulp can, uh, cup and then puts the phone in there, and he's like, "Fuck, what are we gonna do?" Uh, Sam does a lot of action scenes in this. It felt like he got a ballistics budget this this uh, this week for the for the show. Um, Mark, what did you feel about like the action shit? This is stuff that we've never really seen on the show before. No, not really. We knew that they kind of kept guns, but it was probably like one little nine millimeter, little 22 that they kept over on the side. Did not know that he had Chris Dorner set up all the way in the background. <laughs> so that, was, that was a little bit surprising to me. <laughs> What'd you think, Dom? Uh, so, look, man, I, didn't, I, I don't like when shows uh, semi-randomly pivot into being like other shows. Like every time this season, Euphoria has turned into like a broke dick version of Breaking Bad. I've been like, can you please stop? Um, but I thought that, I just want to say this, okay, they don't, when, when, when law enforcement has informants, they don't send them in there and tell them to get the confession in the fucking voice notes app, okay? Uh, how, he he was not wearing a wire, they sent him in there with a smartphone and hope, um, (laughs) they deserve to have their case exploded, I'm glad that dude's dead, even, you know, I just, it's, it's just, this is essentially like a... Five, like a eight minute sequence is like in, in in quote unquote real time that was yeah. stretched between two whole episodes right. uh to the point that you know like at this point in the story like when it happened it was just kind of like uh it, it, i'm trying to in essentially in like time terms the stuff with them with fez and ash and this dude is like the van falling off the bridge in inception like that's the pace it's been moving at this whole time um and that's not good (laughs) no not at all i i I think that again and and we'll talk about this more like the play as a central focus for two episodes seems like a mid-season thing not i was literally just yeah because okay watching it this this episode because i'm I'm gonna be i'm I'm gonna be honest i like a lot of the stuff with the play in both episodes there's a lot of really good stuff there but it feels like it should have been this season's version of like the carnival last season yeah, you know what I mean, because that was like, oh, all this stuff is weaved through this one big, visually uh, ambitious like event, and then we kind of go into the second half of the season. But to build to this, not the right move. Not at all. So uh, we go to the play, and I said, I said in my notes, we're back here again. <laughs> uh, well, actually, no. Before we get to the play, we get to a, con- a conversation with Fezco and Lexi. He tells her that he wants to live on a farm one day. Lexi wants to have three kids by thirty. They watch Little House on the Prairie. My thing is this: Were they in quarantine? How come she couldn't just go over his house? Um, Look, man, you're asking nobody, questions that no one <laughs> was asking Sam Levinson. Okay, you got to remember that these questions, <laughs> no one was saying this shit in earshot of that man. This and I and I put um <clears throat> I put that it's so weird that this has become the focal relationship of the show in the past two episodes. Everything else has been kind of put to the back burner. Whether it be Nate and Kyle, which of course we get an update here on uh, in this episode, Rue and Jules pretty much thrown to the wayside for two episodes now. 
Uh, everything else was just thrown to the wayside. And it was almost like he wrote the Fesco Lexi thing maybe before he wrote the rest of the season or after he wrote everything and realized these, these people needed something. But it felt weird to give. It, it almost felt like, um, you know, in movies when you when you, you find out a character has a different like wrinkle to their character and then they die five minutes later. Yeah, it was like he was he was heavily promoting that where it's like okay now we know why fez doesn't have an instagram and then it got to the instagram part and i was like sam stop fucking writing shit where we can tell that it's you it's you it's you writing this part it's the, he did the same shit when he talked about critics and malcolm marie yeah that it's, critic it's the worst shit in that movie and i'm actually i'm a pretty big defender of that movie but like every time john david watched turn to the camera and was like literally shitting on the specific indie wire critic he has beef with <laughs> It's like, bro, you're really going to put these words in a black man's mouth? Like, this is what you're just doing? Like, you know, because uh, anyway, yeah. But I think the the biggest problem with this stuff is I thought the, the the Lexi and Fesco stuff is really cute. I think it's really endearing. I think it's great. And it's like kind of what fans were clamoring for from that first like meet cute moment, like in the premiere. Yeah. And this type of shit should have happened like two or three episodes later. Not the end of the fuck. You know what I mean? We literally waited till the la- like the, the, the finale to pay that off. Yeah. It, it it it's it's bewildering. And it's what we've been saying on the show all 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 season is that there are just decisions that he made here that are just indefensible. And there is yet there are people that are trying to defend it. There's there's no defending some of this stuff. And I think the cast knows it too. Um so we go back to the play, and that's when I put in my notes. We're still here. Uh Cassie's looking like a psycho. She walks in. Sue's knows it's about to go down. Title card. Cassie walks on stage. I put in my notes. Yeah, over the top. Uh, Cassie starts cutting a promo <laughs> on the stage. A work shoot. And I said, I said, a work shoot. I I put on my I put on Twitter. You know, you know, I get on people all the time to say that this isn't what would really happen, quote unquote, at a high school. And I'm like, you know what? Just chill. It's a show. You know what? Y'all got it. At this, this point. Whole- Y'all got it. They're right. Mark, they're not right. Well, the one thing that I actually was very surprised about is Cassie actually cutting her promo and having it sounding pretty play-esque. Didn't really sound very angry, like, where the fuck is Lexi? Bring her out here right now. I need to, I need to lines. Throw, some, throw some real hands. Cassie came in with a couple, like, when she was, when she was seeing things, she was kind of, like, giving a couple bars that kind of helped the play. I was like, well, this is kind of fucking weird. This isn't really what seething, seething anger really looks like. That's what bad writing looks like. <laughs> That's what bad writing looks like because you're exa- you're absolutely right, Mark, and I'm glad you picked up on that. I said this out loud. I said no one talks like this. No, and Cassius has some of the worst lines that he really wants her to get over to whatever Emmy or Golden Globe that he wants her to fucking win this year. I said the fix is in. And she's gonna she's they're gonna they're going to for your consideration the shit out of Sydney Sweeney this year. Yeah, poor girl though, because like it's not really her fault that her character has been written as like seven different people this season. Yeah. She out yeah, here it, being dude love and Cactus Jack and Mankind. You know what I mean? And it's it's unfortunate, you know? But, look, I did theater in high school, and, like, it, it actually is a pretty messy world. I'm not going to lie. Like, uh, I personally wrote a play about a bunch of people I was in theater with that we did not produce. But, like, some <laughs> of this stuff is pretty similar. Uh, but we didn't have these, these budgets. We didn't have uh, – I don't know how this got through, like, the teachers, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can't just put on a show yeah, at school yes. that teachers don't no, read for. No teacher came out. No teacher came out even during the Who broke up the fight? Who broke up <laughs> any of this? No, Suze? Hey, everybody snoring, man. 
Play, play <laughs> like, wrong, bro. Just let it ride. Well, that's the thing. The the audience actually did kind of feel like from Cassie's deliverance of well, 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 Lexi. <laughs> we sure have a hell of a, a tangled web we weave here. People were just like, well, let's not let's not break anything up. It's getting kind of good right now. <laughs> that 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 was that again, Mark. That was some of Sam being like, I want to do some tongue in cheek shit right here where they think that it's real, but it's not. And that's, I'm going to have it right. Like she gets up there and says, I know they hacked their heads off of women in Afghanistan. Someone yells, that's racist. That's racist. Someone else yells, show us your boobs. Someone like, I'm just like, there is no one on this show. And in this episode included that gets more like, she's, she's a, she's a comedic. She's almost like a comedy foil here. She got, again, I go back to, she gets the, the piss rag on the face she gets uh the, the the vomit she gets the embarrassed here she gets the fucking all of this shit it's like is she, are we supposed to take her seriously no she's she tells lexi you're a fucking bystander she starts getting booed she says i can play the fucking villain the the nate and cassie thing comes up to the crowd through by way of the actual play which we find out that lexi never even put in the play so there's layers upon layers of things then Maddie calls her a cunt. She calls her a cunt. Cassie's still on stage as they go to another scene, and she tackles one of the actresses, prompting the fight, the thriller in Manila, Manila y'all. <laughs> well, the, <laughs> the, the actress that the actress the actress that actually pissed Cassie off the most, which I thought was really funny, is when Lexi put in the carousel scene of her just being super horned and super high. Mark, did, how did Lexi know about that scene? She was not there. I'm sure it's blabbermouth Cassie. If she told if she told Lexi a whole bunch of bullshit, I'm sure yeah, by the end actually, of the night she said, You won't believe how high I was riding this carousel. It felt like I was fucking felt like I was fuck I, I can't I can't even think of a name right now. My horn meters are so low right now. <laughs> I, I think that like uh what's I think that the moment that got me the most in that scene was when uh, Cassie's having her meltdown and the actress playing her in the play was like, I know how you feel, I've lived it. I was like, okay, that's actually fucking good. Like, because that is how actors are. Like, they really they really just don't have tact. Um, this, I, I, I think that's sad that people spent months wanting to see the Maddie-Cassie fight and we got, like, a slap. And then, what, they, they she chases her off the stage and then she, like, slams her face into the wall, kind of like yeah, it's a right. cage. And then that's it. Yeah, well, I I don't. People wanted to see that because I feel like in in a strange way on this show, people wanted to live through these characters in a really weird way. Like, oh for sure. Um, like when Rue went off on Jules, and I was like, hey, y'all are reading this scene completely wrong. Mm-hmm. I thought it was actually a really good scene because it was Rue, you know, basically all of her, all of, like that scene with Rue and Jules from a couple weeks ago where she's basically calling her a piece of shit. I'm like, this is just Rue's all of her feelings from the abandonment coming to light. But also the admission that Jules was really just, you know, a piece of her addiction that, that was keeping her addicted. And people were like, well, yeah, finally got that bitch. I'm like, wait, that's not what this, that's not how the scene is supposed to be read. You guys are, you're not supposed to like, you're not supposed to like rule here. In, in certain shows, like when people have, people form like, I don't know, parasocial relationships with fictional characters and like have like beef with real, you know, fictional people that maybe remind them of real people they don't have issues with or whatever. I sort of get it because, you know, most really good shows have a sort of internal consistency to them where uh, the characters are who they are along uh, a straight line, right? But when I see people arguing on social media about Euphoria characters, like, I don't fuck with this person, I don't like this person, like, it's not, it almost feels not fair to to get into that stuff because almost no one on the show is consistent, you know what I mean? Like, they really, everyone is written all over the place. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and those things, so sometimes people are judging things that are like, if a real person acted like this, I would not like them. And it's like, yeah, yeah, but if a, a real person, even a dramatic uh, representation of a real person wouldn't do all of these things, they wouldn't be this erratic, this is just bad writing, you know? Um, <laughs> so it's like, there's one person that you have to be angry at, and we know his name, it pops up multiple times in the credits. Sam. Hashtag Sam, Sam, Sam. Sam, you motherfucker. Suze gets on stage. This is all make-believe. Close the curtain, and the, and the play finally goes to a break as we get a fucking break from this play for now. Uh, Maddie, Cassie, Lexi, Nate, all this stuff blows up. I felt like it blew up episode five again. Like, but it's blowing up. This is the most belabored storyline i think this is really what dragged the season down for me like cassie to me i felt like sam he like and i say this on the show like like dom i don't know if you heard it but like i said that this season sydney sweeney was sam's muse in a way that zendaya was in season one for him he really attaches himself to certain actresses and actors and he really wants to work with them you can tell and I felt like her arc was definitely not written as well. I feel like as a as a as a, a white dude, I felt uncomfortable with some of the shit he wrote for her this season. It really feels like, and I mean, we don't. We, we're, apparently, we didn't get like a really good full tell all about what the original plot for season two was and what changed and stuff. Right. But it really does seem like he had a bunch of different things that were going to happen in the show that he just shoehorned all into her because she was the one actress that wasn't like, yo, fuck you, I don't like this. Like, right. that's the vibe I got is, like, every other character probably was given, like, we're going to do this with your character. And they were like, I don't want to do that stuff. And he was like, oh, okay. And it felt like maybe she was the one actress who was willing to play ball. So he was just, right. oh, okay, cool. I can do all this stuff with you on the show then. And then it's like, the Cassie who ends season one, like, having an abortion and, like, all stuff with McKay doesn't even seem like the same person past the the pilot like in the i mean in, in the, the debut episode like in, in the season premiere there's moments with her that feel like okay i can buy that you were in like this is like an epilogue to where you were at last season but after that episode every episode she becomes like a drastically different person every episode yeah yeah and and, it, and it's fair to to think that the abortion that she had would be the catharsis for that but they never say that it is in fact the abortion is never even brought up again nope, not referenced nikkei fucking completely disappears from the show I mean, and speaking of McKay, let's, let's get to it because they're, they're, I mean, neither of these characters are in the show. Let's talk about it now because we won't, we won't really have a chance to talk about it this episode because they're not in it. Ba- barely, Cat and McKay. Since we're since we're done this this season, they were done wrong. There's a moment in the play. I think it's it might be. Uh, I think it was during the like the big tussle fight and stuff, where yeah. the girl in the play that is playing Cat comes out and has like a one liner that doesn't fit and it's super awkward. And I was like, that's literally a Cat this whole season. She's just like. She just pops up like, no, Maddie, don't. And then just goes away. And it's like. I mean, there, there was a scene where Kat said, or Maddie said, shut the fuck up, Kat. And I said, that was Sam. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's like throwing sneak disses at her all this whole season. Like, if you could have. And there's a scene that we're about to get to that we're going to talk about. That I'm like, yo, for all the time that you spent on walking NPCs and plot devices and creating in the flashback to Rue's dad's funeral for the 15th fucking time. Jesus Christ. And all of this stuff, you had nothing for this woman. You had nothing for McKay. And someone was just like, well, he was in college. Cal is in this show with extended fucking playtime. <laughs> what are you talking about? He's like 50. <laughs> what? I think that like, 
um, are we? And see, this was what's, it's. It, this is a hard show to recap because it like it's not just that it's nonlinear. Like, there's nothing wrong with nonlinear television or whatever. Uh, and it, I understand that not every show is going to structure its nonlinear time stuff as like tightly as like Chris Nolan or something. And that there is, I think, some merit in doing a nonlinear show where the story cuts back and forth like by vibe or emotion or tone. I think that can be really interesting in like an art film. But in a television series with a sprawling ensemble cast, uh, there's no rhyme or reason to the ordering of scenes. It really feels no. like this man wrote this whole shit out in a bunch of index cards and dropped them and picked them up out of order. <laughs> and didn't want to admit he was wrong. Uh, but there, there's a moment in here, I'm not remember. I think it's like right after where we were talking about where, no, no, I guess it's later. I, I just want to, there's a point where Rue has to sit with this dude and he's pushing like a, like a, a demo or something that he's oh, probably no, going to. We're going to get to it right now. Let's talk about it right now. So Rue says, admits that she went to Elliot's house before the play, which is, I'm like, whoa, that's interesting that you guys are telling us this on episode fucking eight before the whole season is about to end. Uh, she says, she tells she tells Elliot, you know, I think you might have saved my life. And she says, but in the end, I'm glad that you did. She forgives him. And she says she doesn't, you know, there, there's there's a long list of sorries, but not enough people that she she can forgive. And she's and Elliot says he's still using, but Rue isn't. And he hasn't talked to Jules in a while. Uh, and she says that that's one sorry that's going to take a little bit longer. And Elliot sings her a song for four fucking minutes of this show that is 50. It's not an extended episode. This is four minutes of a 58-minute episode. Mind you, Dom, Mark, Zendaya co-wrote this song, by the way. Mm. So the, the nepotism is nepotism. Just come on, man. Like, <laughs> so it was Zendaya. They did shit for Spotify sessions. Like, there's just no fucking reason. I, I honestly, until they cut to him and that little, like, her looking back in the auditorium thing, I forgot that motherfucker existed, and so did the show. Well, uh, he was a walking... Elliot is a walking plot device. He only existed to exasperate the breakup of Rue and Jules, exasperate and 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 exemplify, uh, you know, the Rue addiction storyline. And here to have to be a conduit for her to 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 forgive finally for us to because this was this was the moment, y'all, that I feel as though Sam wanted us to say, okay, she's all better. <laughs> I think what's unfortunate is like the first season. I feel like. It, it, interacted and, and and dealt with the ideas of addiction and, and stuff like that in a, a slightly more mature way and this really just sort of felt like okay i'm done playing with my like drug addict toy so i'm gonna reset it to factory settings and then i'm gonna go play with something else do you know what i mean there wasn't like a real sense of like her arc is so messy and i just i i actually thought it was okay to have this character because it's a cool in my mind at first anyway i thought it was a cool way to physically manifest the fact that Rue and Jules were in a love triangle with drugs. And I was like, oh, this guy is like a stand-in for that. And that's an easier way for viewers who aren't as familiar with that to understand what it's like to have that third person in the relationship. You know what I mean? I thought that was like a, actually like a smart dramatic uh, decision. But then like the actor is like the, the, he's like a singer. That kid is really annoying. And like, uh, it was just weird. And they didn't give him anything beyond what he did. And then whenever it was done, they just dropped them off the show, you know? And it's just like, you can't, yeah. it's not how stories work. Well, part of the spoilers that leaked out, and I'm going to say this now because it's over and we revealed it last episode. It was said in the spoilers, which I, and I feel like this was changed at the last minute. I, I really think it was changed at the last minute. Just knowing how many scenes were bounced around and how this episode ended so weirdly, Elliot was supposed to die. He was supposed to overdose. 
according to the spoilers. The only reason I believe that this was real was because they got every single thing else correct over the season mm. from I, I think Dom from like episode two all the way on. Yeah, I remember I did correct. find like yeah, I found like a post I think on like Lipstick Alley or something. I was reading the spoilers and I was like, Okay, uh most of these are right. You know what's weird? Of the ones to cut, like who was like, Oh no, we gotta give Elliot I got more ideas for him in season three. Like <laughs> well, <laughs> please don't pull was, Elliot. <laughs> I knew it was interesting and I think they did it because people liked him so much that they must have did some trickery in the last couple of weeks because he went on, I think he was on like Fallon or something. And he, he said, Kimmel, yeah. he was on Kimmel and he said, I'm going to be around for season three. And I was just like, that's interesting because if a spoiler, so it's like a lot of things must have already just been set in stone. I'm sure that they wanted. Bro, who the fuck liked that dude? Are there people that like his character? Yes, I, I, I guess so. There are, they, he, I, or either that or he's Sam's new muse. Okay. And he's well, going to be great. He'll, he'll be in a season long uh, love triangle with Nate. So that's cool. <laughs> and they do that uh, oh that would be so that would be so wild if they end up doing that i've seen the tweets that you know this is going to be very big for dominic fight obviously very big season i'm sure for yeah. adding this type of character for that as we talk about that now i'm thinking about the ideas of whether or not maybe i don't really think it reached a level where the bonus episodes were so heavy that you can tell that ruin jewels are kind of feeding drugs of two different styles that they have to add a, a a visual piece to try and point that out for people i don't think that's really what happens there but i did think it was really interesting when he ended up going on kibble and said yeah i'm here for season three because then you saw a whole bunch of emojis of ghost ghost he's dead he's gonna be a ghost uh, he's gonna be the new narrator X, Y, and Z, and I'm like, okay, I don't know exactly what's gonna happen, but now we actually have confirmation that he is not dead. Um, don't know he what's dis- going to happen in season three. He fucking he fucking disappears from the episode after this. Yeah, he's gone, and I was just like, because they had nothing else for him. To be <laughs> like, fair, he, he was- did waste four minutes of our time that we're never gonna fucking get <laughs> back. So I think that's fair. He's he's had enough. Oh my god! So uh, Elliot finally he plays uh, he plays truth or dare with her one more time. Ruth says truth, and he says. You know, do we still be friends? And Rue says, uh, you know, she said she from the beginning, she says, I don't think we're, we're good for each other. We shouldn't be friends, which, again, Rue basically she cuts ties with Elliot at the end of this back to Lexi sitting in, sitting in the back. The only thing I've ever she says, the only thing I've ever made that's a disaster. And Bobby says, but at least it's not boring. I say, well, that there goes your meme for the week. <laughs> there, you, you're going to find this on all types the of Bob, the uh, Bobby memes. Yeah, you're gonna find us on all the memes are already being created, Mark. I've already seen it on Instagram already. There, there, there. Reddit, the, Reddit's this, going hard right now. Let's take a look at R slash Euphoria right now. Oh I put in my notes, in all caps. How long is this play? Because <laughs> if you're to believe that this play is is whatever, like to the time the time period, there have been multiple people that have left and come back during the actual, you know, process of this fucking play. How long? Is, and and be be clear, but y'all, this is still from New Year's to like February that they've been doing this. Makes no sense whatsoever. If you want the if you want the brief R slash Euphoria update, here's the first one that I end up seeing. So many major plot loose ends, but Elliot got to do a tiny desk concert for five minutes. Is the first one that I end up seeing. I, they love him. They love him. I had no they idea people him. like this character. This is like some <laughs> mind blowing shit to me, dude. Like they like him a lot. <laughs> Elliot section with the the signs in the crowd. No, thank you. <laughs> Somebody said the carousel horse got a better got a better storyline than Cat this season. That's per Josh Pascal 011. Come on, man. 
These shirts are beyond green. Uh, so Ruth starts a Lexi chant, and I said, "Oh, face turn." There she goes. <laughs> I, I did <laughs> think that was a sweet moment, though. I mean, like, uh, I think, I think that the the fact that the show dropped the ball with Lou and Lex, Rue and Lexi's friendship the whole first season, yeah, yeah, and that that moment doesn't happen until the end of this season is probably why it feels cheap. But I, I, I felt like. All the Lexi stuff we get in like the last couple episodes of the season should have happened last season somehow. Like it's it feels way too late to make her uh, a fixture the way she is. Yeah, and and only in these last two episodes. And it's like again, this play is telling us as an audience everything that we've already seen just through her eyes. And some of her revelations, I'm sorry, just aren't that eye opening for us to go back to from all the stuff that that we've seen already. Um, so Lexi comes out. She recites what Fez said to her. Uh, and dedicates the play to him as we go back to Fezco's house. He slaps Ashtray. <laughs> Slap the shit out of Ashtray. Fezco, Fezco knows he's going down, and he tells Ashtray to go surrender. He's going to take the charge for him. Ash, Ashtray says, nah, fuck that. Walks out with hella guns. He's going to turn and take down the cops. The cops have reached the apartment. He asks Ash for the gun, and he says no. He won't give Fezco the gun, and he locks himself in the bathroom. So, here we are. <laughs> The scene felt like an hour long. I'm not even joking. Like, it took them so long to kill him that by the time it happened, I wasn't even as. I was like, okay, like this is what this isn't suspense anymore. This is just dragging it out, you know? Yeah, because you get to a point where it's like, okay, we know Fesco's not gonna die at this point. Like, because you get to a point where it's like, oh, we understand what. And here's my thing, and this might be a crazy out where Fesco gets some type of reduced sentence. But I think that they're going to think Ashtray did all of it because of this 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 noble action that he did by having a Mexican standoff with the SWAT team. Why a SWAT team again? Yeah. I um, mean, hey, um, again, these drugs? are the same people that thought they were getting a confession on voice notes. So <laughs> I just I, I'm sorry. I watched I watched too many crime dramas to to let this shit slide. What do you say, Mark? I'm trying to think. Well, there's the drugs, there's the murder, there's the fact that the phone has now been compromised, so they probably think some type of wild shit happened. Um, a very... You know what? Now that you think about it, if Custer was in on a whole lot of that, it seemed like... that. Well, they didn't know as they were walking up to Custer that he's dead when they're screaming, hands up, hands up, hands up. They didn't really look too much for Custer because if they did, they probably would have seen him immediately, you know, knife in his neck. He's bled out for the past couple of hours or so. Um, yeah. it's an interesting question. Yeah, I I mean, we get the standoff in an inner spurt. Sam has loved this device all season, where he where as one thing is happening, he's trying to make you think and do a dis, a misdirect that another thing is happening. But I was like, why the fuck would Nate even be coming for Fesco right now? So what is what does this scene even mean <laughs> as he's loading up the gun? What? It yeah. Uh, oh God. I mean, but then he ended up. Oh God. <laughs> are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? So. He rides up to uh to the Jacobs uh construction site slash office with a gun, sipping on some natty lights, as he, you know, we love Nate loves to loves to drink and drive. Uh my question here, y'all, and I want I want y'all to kind of figure out and answer this for me. How the fuck did he know where his dad was? It was, I think it was, the, well, it was the, a company though, right? It was where the implication worked. is like, well, dad didn't doesn't have a second house. He's probably, you know, snorting blow with with thoughts, listening to Kylie Minogue, and he was right. Um <laughs> Uh, I just look. I know. Look, I'm maybe one of the only people I know that actually really defends the Cal arc. Like, I actually liked the the Cal episodes and stuff. 
it's just so disproportionately represented relative to the rest of the cast, like the core people of the show. And I was actually comfortable with the way they wrote him out of the show. And I was like, all right, cool. We just won't see Cal again. Or we won't see Cal until the next season. To come back to this, like, super weird scene with Nate talking about, like, I had nightmares about you, my dad raping me and stuff. It was just, like, it didn't feel... So many other things about the first season are rooted in a a real exploration of trauma and how trauma shapes people. And I think it's, like, really special. And this season is, like, just, like, rooted in made-up shit. Like, I, I just remember thinking, like, I feel like this is not... This is a really weird, like, where is this being pulled from? Do you know what I mean? Like, certain things in the show you can tell are pulled from, like, real experiences or pulled from input from the actors who live similar lives. But, like, where are you pulling, I watched my dad's porn and I thought he was going to fuck me? Like, where is that even coming from? Like, that's not, like, a formative, like, homosexual experience or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's there's not closeted gay people that have that origin story. It's so convoluted and weird. Uh, I thought he was actually going to shoot his dad's dick off. Like when he had the gun, I was like, "Oh, this is going to end by like cut shooting Cal in the dick." Well, there, well, there's just so many things wrong, and I'm glad you brought up the first season. Is that we as an audience were conditioned to think of Nate as the lowest of the low, and Cal was right there with them. I think was there any way that they could have done this Nate redemption angle, where he points a gun at a woman, threatens another one. And then, and then you know, uh, hooks up with his ex girlfriend's best friend, and then has this redemption arc. Is was there any way that they could have written this where I could have given a fuck? Because I'm sorry, I, he could have killed Cal and killed himself, and I would have been like, okay, moving on. Because at the end of the day, the way you wrote, like he did, he did Nate so over the top in season one. How the fuck can you bring him back from that? There, there's no way you could do that in eight episodes or in one season even. Well, and not even I- not even just that. It's like Nate doesn't need a redemption arc it's really more just like season one to me was what I, what I like what i really loved about it was like they had this like irredeemable villain character and then they showed how he became that way but they never made it like oh it's an excuse like it's, it's okay he's this way because this happened to him it wasn't mm-hmm. like uh excusing him it was more just explaining him you know and i think it's important it's good to have stories where your villains make sense and you understand where they where they're coming from and what their motivations are. But it's really bad to get in that weird Tumblr fan fiction thing of like every bad person is a really sweet person who just needs a <laughs> hug. And it's like some people need a lot more than a motherfucking hug, man. Uh, some people yeah. just you know they need like a knife in the ribs. And I don't know. I feel like it's weird. That this is a show where we had to see Ashtray die, but like. Cal gets to live. Nate Nate gets yeah. Nate gets to live. Cal's got. I remember even thinking like, why is Cal even going to jail? Like he should. He first of all, well, how many videos can you really fit on that thumb drive? That was my first thought. He was like, Dad, this is everything. I was like, that's like an eight gigs. Yeah, that was a nice. uh, I was about to say he must. Those must all be in two forty p because ain't ain't no way unless he got and it was a Memorex. It's not even right. I was like, bro, how much you did did you? I don't know what you did here. How about the idea that the gun was the gun so that Cal wouldn't run away or try and fight him? No, right? the, the gun oh. was so it was you know how like uh the, the gun was just Sam wanted us to think he was going to die. That's not a real thing. It's not there yeah, was no the, there was no explanation for that. Cal was clearly not like the 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 mere mention of the disc had Cal on his knees. So I don't think he would have tried to fight you for that thing because <laughs> you know considering that you put it in a digital format. So he points the gun at him. 
he says, you know, uh, you know, he basically tells his dad, like, you know, I want revenge. And, and you know, like he tells tells Cal about his nightmares and how, you know, you, you don't get to fuck up our lives and just walk away. And Cal says, you know, I tried to protect you, but I didn't. He has a, I thought the strangely enough, the actual last things Cal says are actually I thought it was actually pretty nice. And um, he has he has all of the tapes on the USB drive. I'm guessing it'll just be the Jules one. So we were we were to, to believe that Jules destroyed the only copy, but of course it's Nate Jacobs, the big joker, and he actually made copies of the disc because he's just that smart. And uh, the cop the cops come and uh, and appear that, that Nate called them, and then they and then they take Cal away, and uh, he he says, you know, you are you who you are, and you won't change. And that is, I'm guessing, the wrap up to this storyline between these two. Wet fart that's of a wrap up that's here. What you fucking think. <laughs> <laughs> is, is is Cal gonna be Godfather buried alive like Shine? Wait till he kick out of jail, boy. You hear that? Cal go walk out the front doors. <laughs> no, no, but seriously, wouldn't they have to get Jules to testify? They did these things. Look, I feel like in East Highland, law enforcement just is different. They're just built different. <laughs> we saw them get crossed up a couple episodes ago. So yeah, they, I don't know. they might go through a whole different arc. Oh my god! Uh, so now we get to the big, the big moment. The cops bust down Fezco's house. It's clear that Ashtray, to me, was clear that he was trying to make it look like. He was the one that was resisting, so Fezco didn't have to. He was trying to basically reverse their fortunes, where Fezco would get time, but not as much. Whereas if Fezco had just surrendered, he would have gotten most of the time. So it looks like Fezco had the knife, he had all of this stuff. And I mean, I guess Fezco didn't make it any clearer when he's banging the door saying, Ashtray, get out, get out, get out. It's like, oh, this motherfucker's crazy in there. Uh, the cops shoot down the door. Uh, and and uh, there was the framing of this weird where it had Fezco back to the cops but facing the bathroom, if Ashtray knew that Fez was in front of there and he had a possibility that he would shoot Fezco, why would he just start shooting? That The framing of that scene was weird to me, just in general. These are questions that no <laughs> one was asking Sam Levinson on set in the writer's room, which I presume is just like a small cubicle with himself and like vodka and, uh, and, and pills. And, you know, this is just this is just what happens. I don't. I thought that too. I was like, he's going to kill him, right? That's like how bullets work when you're shooting them and you can't see what you're shooting at. Mm-hmm. But no, yeah. just got him in a... He's like, well, the, if, I hit this, if I hit this man at 87 degree angle, <laughs> the bullet will crack off the side of the goddamn... And if it does hit Fez, Fez will probably crack his jaw over to the other nigga and crack <laughs> him out. So then the bullet that I shoot from a 148 degree angle go clap... A bitch with the 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 gun kata thing from Equilibrium, where you're like shooting at like all the Christian Bale with the little ricochets. I, I really think that the <laughs> saddest thing about this scene is that this scene felt like it took forever. I've never yeah. had, I've never watched it. Look, man, I love me shootouts on screen, even in bad movies. I like stuff getting shot. I'm a fan, but like if I'm watching a scene and bullets are flying and I'm like, please stop, and yawning, that's not a good sign. <laughs> that's not a good sign at all. So uh, Fezco gets hit with a straight bullet from Ashtray. And I was like, what the? I was like, this is just not smart. This is just, this was written to have people on Twitter say, oh. Imagine if Fez, <laughs> Fez actually died, though. That I, I would be like, what a fucking moron. <laughs> so Fez gets hit. And of course, this is what causes Fez to double over and fall down. So he can't get hit by the other bullets. And the shot, the, the cops shoot down the door. 
they think that they've hit Fezco or not Fezco. They think they've hit Ashtray. Uh, a nice, uh, nice uh, visual there, Sam, with the the Lexi letter of the tickets falling by uh, Fezco's face. Very good writing there. I, I love that. It, not to it, that definitely- oh, I'm about to say, I'm about to say, not not only the falling part, but when the cops step on it a little bit later and you hear the doom, I was like, all right, bro. Okay. <laughs> nice writing there. We would have never expected that one. Thanks, Sam. Uh, so one of the cops goes into the, the bathroom. They see, okay, okay, okay. A, a bathtub withstanding all them bullets, high caliber ballistics. Amen. Ashtray's okay. All right, he's laying down, playing dead. What was his What's his end game here? He's like he's like eight years old. Uh, he gets up, <laughs> he, he shoots a cop with a shotgun, and then they shoot him in the head. Uh, there goes there goes Ashtray. You had to get the most non the most inconsequential character to die this season uh, because I mean you could you could kill Ashtray. Nothing nothing matters. <laughs> he doesn't uh, matter. So I, 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 not not the Instagram. Not to Instagram. Look, I mean, Ashtray again, was though, one of the biggest characters of the season. I, but I, again, I think it's that's a character that like I think people like connected with. I think they made the this the, this season. I think what the only real like flashback episode was Fezco's right in in the premiere. Like every other episode, oh, and Cal's and Cal's. But like him and Ashtray, like the only characters that I think you can genuinely really like root for and stuff. So like. On the one hand, killing them should make people like feel things, but also, what's the follow up? He's dead. Right. I guess Fez is going to jail. Then what? Is Fez going to end up in the same jail as Cal? Is that going to be like a thing? They're going to become pals in prison. Like you know what I mean? Like it's it's just what's the next angle? Where is this going? Yeah, I, I don't think Sam knows. I don't think Sam knows. But I mean, it, it leaves us on a on a on a cliffhanger here with with Fezco. Uh, and this is a scene that happens later, but I'm just gonna say it now because it's inconsequential to everything. He gets arrested, he gets put in the in the in the ties and the cuffs, and uh, picked up. And I guess that's it for him for two years. Whatever. Uh, we get a flashback to Rue's dad's funeral again, <laughs> juxtaposed with Lexi's dad. Uh, Lexi's dad, you know, uh, getting into an accident. Um, juxtaposed with Rue relapsing again, showing the fact that Lexi's a nurturer. And I'm like, why is this the revelation that we needed? for this season with Lexi in the last two episodes when there were so many things that I feel like we needed more explanation on like Rue getting clean, Rue staying clean and why is she staying clean? Or, you know, maybe what I, I, I mean, just because like how Maddie's feeling, what Nate's doing now, all of that stuff is, is, is over that because of the Lexi thing. And, and I, it was, it was just a weird thing to just have that flashback again. Mark, Mark, what'd you think about that flashback, that flashback happening again? Uh, I think I ended up texting you, literally and i'll bring up the text right now i said what was i supposed to get from these two (laughs) hugs here and um you had brought up the fact that obviously cassie and lexi's dad have passed away hugging well cassie's is it cassie's cassie and lexi's dad are still alive right i think he's just not he's just just gone yeah he's absent sorry sorry not 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 passed away very very bad condition uh but lexi and cassie are still pretty fucked up over it Leslie because Roe deed and they talk about Lexi being a big nurturer, probably something that would give Lexi a little bit of comfort right now after how shitty she immediately feels um, after a lot of the feedback that we have now seen throughout these past couple of minutes. Um, I thought it was pretty interesting to try and have that conversation with Lexi at this point in time, because man, 
Things are blowing <laughs> up in a way. Uh, but then again, I don't even think it's something that you can say she hasn't anticipated because she knew that it was going to be that bad. And the feedback, even from last week, is still something that is a conversational piece towards this week as well because we get everything between Nate and Cal from a whole bunch of that because of how he was triggered off last week's episode and how the ending piece felt homophobic to him. Read a lot of things that were online about that on how, quote-unquote, we missed the point on why that was not homophobic. No, we didn't. No, we didn't. And they tried to explain, <laughs> well... Um, Tom, did you feel like that was like a, a, a empowering thing? I didn't... I, I, I didn't... I, for one, I didn't think it was empowering, but I also didn't think it was like uh, mean-spirited. Like, to me, it seemed like, okay, like, if we're, if we're going in, into the kayfabe of the euphoria universe i feel like lexi wrote that there not as like a dig against nate but like as like a, a like a bit of levity i think it was supposed to just be kind of sending up like the just the idea that this guy is so toxic and so terrible to everyone around him and everyone that knows him can see that he's clearly hiding this thing i, I, I didn't, it didn't feel like it was like really supposed to be like mocking uh uh homosexuality in that way and i sort of thought just a bit of like Nate saying this is fucking homophobic is just like funny. Like it's just like all the horrible fucking things you do, and like the fact that like you can't even like accept who you really are and stuff because of your fucked up yeah. upbringing, and like this is where you draw the line. Like, didn't you just pull a gun on your ex girlfriend last week? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I thought that was just like it was just supposed to make him seem like hypocritical and stuff, but like, uh, it's kind of like a in, in a match when like a heel's complaining about something being unfair, and you're like, okay, but like, fuck <laughs> you, you know. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, my, yeah. My thing is, my thing is when I when I read that, and this has ended up being something that I ended up reading on r slash for you. Uh, the thing that immediately came to mind when they said, "Well, she's actually giving a piece on what society thinks about homosexuality and so on and so forth." In my head, I'm like, "Why would you want to create the conversation of a piece about this guy that clearly has your sister ready to put a damn?" Uh, put something to her wrist and try and cut it as laborious as that would have been if she actually tried to pull that off. Why would you even have any interest in creating a conversation piece and say, well, the reason why my sister is actually down bad in the kitchen right now, ready to kill herself is because maybe he doesn't see this piece of so on and so forth. And I thought that was a whole lot, but again, all of these things are coming into Lexi right now. And it's very, very heavy, very, very and on top of that. She's really down bad because Fez clearly is not here. She's damn near in tears when she's going into the second piece of this act. Um, and it was just a lot. It was just a lot, I will say. So uh, Rue calls Lexi, and we're 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 jumping. We're, we're like the day after the flashback was part of the play. Yeah, we're jumping to the day after here, but we're gonna go back too. So we jump we jump to the day after. Rue calls Lexi. I put in my notes. I'm assuming after the play. Yeah, after the play. Thanks, Sam. Uh, and, and Rue goes over Lexi's house to talk about the play, and she admits that she's not where Lexi is, and she doesn't know how to be. But seeing her play made her uh, to take a look at her life in a different perspective, where she didn't hate herself. They talk about their dads, uh, and 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 Rue says he didn't die for a reason, but you got to give it a reason. And she tells Lexi that it's not her fault that her dad left, and he, and she she thinks that he's out there somewhere wanting to be better for her. And uh, thank God this play finally fucking ends. It is over. But we get that one scene with, with Rexy finally, finally reconciling their friendship. Thank you, God. It's been 16 episodes, but they're finally friends once again. My thing is... <sighs> well, go ahead. Did everybody get... My, my thing is, did everybody 
especially after this finale, do these paybacks or these or these weights, the lipos that we talked about last week, do they feel <laughs> good? No. Do they feel good? Was Maddie cracking Cassie's head on on the side of the wall? Like, was that worth five weeks of excitement? I felt like the payoff that we got from Nate getting a bottle cracked on his head was worth two years of just, yes, fucking adrenaline. The yes adrenaline that people, I think, wanted from Maddie and Cassie or wanted from Nate and Cal or wanted anywhere else after episode five and trying to point that in there as well. I don't know if they paid off that well. It's kind of why no. you and I are here kind of calm on a season finale. See, the finale yeah. of season one was a little bit more exciting, even though it involved Rue relapsing and being very bad. Obviously, we much more prefer a sober Rue. But I don't know if the payoffs that were hyped for the past couple of weeks end up really exciting us like well, it did at the beginning. Well, no, it was impossible for Sam, and I said this on episode one, it's impossible for Sam to top what he did in episode one. And I said, I said, he wrapped up every single loose end in one hour. Yeah, pretty quickly. weeks ago. Very quickly. And I said, well, what's left for him to do this season? And that is completely fucking destroy this show. In, 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 every, in every sense of the word, to completely destroy it. So we kind of get the, the last couple minutes of, of, of uh, what characters are doing. Cassie's in the ba- in the bathroom with a bloody nose. I know everyone was cheering. Everyone in the theater would have been jumping up cheering to that. Back up uh, flips. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure why. I'm not sure why we all here for this. Maddie's got a bum toe. Cat uh, <laughs> and BB are there as well. I'm guessing that they're all reconciling or they had to talk. Uh, this is the last time you see Cat this season, by the way. <laughs> God, it might be this series. Fuck around. <laughs> Fuck around. Hey. For real, for real. Hey, Barbie. Hey, Drewski hands. We're here with you. <laughs> Dream crew has come to the come to terms with the release of Barbie Ferrer. We wish <laughs> our future endeavors. Uh, Cassie says Nate broke up with her right before she went on stage, and she 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 still did that dumb shit anyway. And Maddie says this is only the beginning, which is my this is my favorite scene in the episode. I was like, Maddie basically said he's your problem now. Bye yeah. <laughs> and walk away. You wanted it, here it goes. I I, I was hoping to God Cassie's gonna be like, well, he broke up with me, so. Pals again? I would have been so. <laughs> it's so fucking upset. What did what, you think about that scene with uh with 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 Maddie with Maddie's line at the end? Though I thought it was like uh I mean I I do think it was a, a good sort of closer for that storyline, but it also seemed like the kind of thing where like it's like implying like oh this is like you know now we're gonna get a whole arc next season of like Nate and Cass's relationship being tumultuous and it's like we already fucking got that this season like who gives a shit like yeah. you know um. No, thank you. I, <laughs> I, I I would like to be excluded from this narrative. Uh, Rue and Jules are left in the theater alone, and they talk. She tells Rue that she loves her and she misses her. Rue says nothing, but she kisses Jules on the forehead and walks out, choosing herself. She acknowledges that Jules was was her first love, but she says, "You know what? I might not. I don't remember much of it because I was high for a lot of it." Oh, great. She says, <laughs> she says she stayed clean for the rest of the year and says she's trying. Uh, it brings up a quote from Ali saying, you know, you're, you're, you're thinking about being a good person and that's what makes you become a good person. And she says, you know what, maybe there's something to that. And season two is over as Rue walks out of the school. Well, I re- really ends on kind of just the even keel. I mean, there's to me, Ashtray notwithstanding, not much happened on this episode. I'm not going to lie to you. Like not much was like the cow thing. You really could have did it without you, you could have just had him not show up ever again. 
I thought that would have been fine. Like, there was no reason to even, whatever. Like, the, so many episodes this season have, like, even the, the episode, like, where Rue was running and stuff, like, that whole, like, last 10 minutes of that episode is just like nothing just there's so many episodes that just have whole passages of fucking nothing and it's so indulgent and like i here's my thing there's some good stuff still in this season like in in the micro like if you just seen but scene to scene there's a couple of good scenes there's good moments there's good performances uh there's even like some good visual stuff there's like there's the things here and there where i think sam's like a not a bad director despite showing up to work with no fucking shot list. Uh, <laughs> but by the end of it, I just felt like someone with more time on their hands and like resources could probably take all of the footage they shot for the season and completely remix the entire thing. Do you know what I mean? Like right. there is so much material because of how like uh, long in the tooth he is as a writer that you could like, didn't they do that with the rest of development? Isn't there a season of rest of development that they released like twice that they like put out like a, a version, they re-edited all the episodes in like different order. I didn't watch that. Oh, you got to ask Eric and Pat that. It wasn't, it wasn't good necessarily, but I was thinking that I was thinking about that watching this episode. Like, man, you could really, if someone had the time to do it, recut the whole fucking season and like make it a lot shorter. You chop ch- a lot of stuff out. You could probably get a pretty good, I would say like four to five episode, like mini series type thing or something you know what i mean but um but we got this and 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 i guess we just get into our season two thoughts i think that for the two years that we waited for this the countless i i thought that as a whole i'm going with season one but more than that i'm going with those two bonus episodes that they put out last year Mm -hmm. over this season Mm -hmm. i thought that that was sam and his most you know his most thoughtful his most you know and again, there weren't a lot of things. There weren't a lot of characters in these episodes. There were just literally like two or three or four characters there. Yeah. But I thought these were these were way better than what we got here. And I thought we were going to go in a different, more thoughtful way. And we just didn't. And I feel like I still like this show. And I think that's why you know, a lot of people are like, you're so negative on it. I'm like, no, because I like the show. Yeah, like if sh- you didn't give a shit, this wouldn't, you wouldn't even, you'd just stop watching. Here's, know, and like, uh, I, think that's, I think that's the funny thing. For whichever reason, overly medicated, the the listening of it has been like, well, we're coming to overly medicated now to talk about or, or to hear at least the challenging points that come in with Euphoria. And it's like, well, we kind of didn't really start off with that. We we're actually very excited for, yeah. for season two. This was not shitting on Euphoria from season one for the bonus episodes. They like coming into season two, like, yeah, we're ready to bar this shit up. We even questioned some of the pieces that were getting barred up as we gradually started looking at characters that were way smarter in season one in the bonus episodes had a little bit more to say and moved a little bit differently than what they did in season two we said well you know what maybe a lot of those complaints weren't really as bad and then the episodes started going down a bit people got stupider people made dumber decisions and we said well this is now tumbled down into a lane that we cannot stop yeah, I mean, that, that. I mean, it's just right there. I mean, Jules, one of the most dynamic, and I thought really, really one of the most like interesting characters of season one. Backburner, Cat had one of the best scenes of this season of this series, and I think it was like episode two or three where she had to kind of talk about how you know being a feminist was tiring to her, 
and what she sees and stuff like that. Like, yeah, that was really I good thought, shit. It felt like the start of something really interesting, and then like, nope, done. And and, it's, and they stopped it. They killed it. She put it to the back burner. McKay is embarrassed. He's embarrassed and made to look dumb as hell. And, and granted, we're not fans of McKay on this show, but we needed, <laughs> we needed something. We needed something to laugh at. Yeah. We needed something to, to to bar up. But you know you what? Know, as as I as I. As we are now saying goodbye to me, I don't know if we're saying goodbye to McKay for the series. I don't know if we're saying goodbye for just this season. But one thing that I actually did find was very interesting that we did not talk about too much on Overly Medicated and not many talked about online as well. We talked about how Cassie has clearly fucked her best friend's ex-boyfriend. We haven't really looked at it from the other perspective of Nate taking one of his best friends and fucking his ex-girlfriend. We haven't really had too much of interest on the 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 other side of this one because we haven't seen mckay for a very long time but two there's also a story in that as well because we haven't seen mckay come out of the woodwork and be like wait a minute what did you do with cassie we kind of had a combo on that at the house party you did what yeah yeah he's just he's just gone yeah there's so many there's so many characters that they that might have been someone's favorite character that they put to the back burner i can't think of many shows even even like shit like even the worst shows could give somebody somebody something to do. Bubbles had something to do in The Wire at most times. Like even if he had none, you know, even if it wasn't the most exciting, he had something to do. They had some camera time for my man's, and like it's just crazy to me that that like from one season to the next, it just felt like there was definitely something wrong when they were shooting this season. I'm I don't care if it's shot on film. I don't care if he got the fucking oldest camera in the world to shoot this fucking show on. There was something wrong with the bones of the creation of season two. And that's why I'm so disappointed. This is this is absolutely, I'm going to say right now, it's one of the most disappointing seasons of television that I've seen in quite some time. I think it was this, this, and and I would say the last season of Snowfall, but it's like, I don't hold Snowfall to like that level of, of, of prestige. Like no one's winning awards on that fucking show. <laughs> and people are winning. There's people that are probably going to win awards or be nominated for awards on this fucking show this season. And I don't really feel like this is warranted other than like than Z because that that's just what she does. He can how, send her out there like and, and do it. How hard is it to to have that to have that stance on a season like this and still be a fan of the show and still anticipate for the next 2 years of season 3? I mean, well, what do you think, Don? Like was this something is is this something that like I I don't I don't think I'm done, but I'm glad I'm going to get a long break from this. Yeah, I mean, I've 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 enjoyed watching every week even though it hasn't been as good as it could be. What's what I've been stuck on is I can't think of another show that has gotten worse this fast while ratings improved. Because mm-hmm. typically speaking, when a show goes off the rails, people stop watching it, and that's what gets it back on the rails. It's like, oh, hey, we got to get viewers back. Mm-hmm. But the show has morphed into something lesser than what it used to be, but that connects with more people. Because yeah. more people like shit like this. They like stuff written for Twitter. They like stuff written for memes. Uh, I don't know that the show's going to get back on track. If if this if this iteration that like people like the show are all like yo what the fuck what the fuck uh, did well and the numbers are good, yep. who's going to put pressure on him to not be like? I mean, there's probably going to be pressure on him over like. I imagine the season went over budget. I imagine they lost you know production money and stuff like that. Maybe they'll have to rein him in on that level or bring in outside directors or other another writer or something or more writers hopefully, but. I'm actually more concerned that season three will just be this, but more so. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Like, and who knows? Like, you know, you understand what I'm saying? It's like there's this thing of like if you get really indulgent, do some off the wall shit, and you fail, you're humbled, and then everyone's like, "All right, bro, pack it in." 
But if you right. do all that shit and then you win, who's mm-hmm. who's going to stop you? Who's going to, you know what I mean? Like, who's to say your approach isn't isn't valuable? So that's what I'm kind of afraid of is like he hot shotted this whole season and you can hot shot things and make money off of it in the short term. But the damage he's done to the show is going to need to be corrected or the next season will start dropping in the other direction. Like if you you can maybe come up with one more really crazy premiere. But then mm-hmm. by week two, if it starts trending in the same way as this one did, people will just say fucking not watch. They'll just be like, no, what never mind. Even, I'm not falling for this again. Yeah, like what would that even be? Like I, I got to look at it. And, I'm, and this is without me having any type of prior knowledge of like contract stuff between the actors and stuff. But a lot of these people are going to be two to three years older. They're going to be more successful. Barbie's going to in the in Nope with, with Jordan Peele. Uh, Zendaya, she's going to be doing Dune too. Uh, Alexa Demi, who knows what she's going to be doing? Some of these people aren't going to come back. I, I, I can tell you right now, probably three or four of these people that we saw this this season are not coming back. I, I think Sydney's a shoe-in. Z, obviously, is a shoe-in. Uh, Angus Cloud is probably going to come back in some way, shape, or form in, in, in Maud, but they're going to have to replace everybody. Oh, man. Like, it's going to be like uh, Euphoria 2.0. That's gonna, they're going to bring in like some new blood. <laughs> they're going to bring in some new sophomores or something. Like, what? Oh, or, you, know what? you know what you could do? You could take... Uh, Rue's little sister. We don't know what she's been up to. Oh yeah, maybe like people oh, more her, tears. Her friends, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I don't. I mean, I do think that uh, you could potentially just just do a time jump. I really, to me, like the, if you could get people to come back, just do a time jump. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't know that anyone is going to believe these motherfuckers are still in high school. Two a years senior, a senior in high school. Yeah, there's yeah. Just, there's, it, no, it, there's no way. It's crazy. It, it it really is crazy. And and then as we, as we circle around to it, it it's like. I, I guess we got to do our green award of the season. Uh, Shout out to our Spotify sponsors, first and foremost. Thank you for sponsoring this green <laughs> award this week, as you have this season. Very good season to do so. Um, green award. I got to go to Sam Levinson, man. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, only, yeah, it's the only answer. <laughs> I got to go to Sam Levinson, man. He's got the green award of the season. They're, they're, what, what else? Who else? Who else? His muse. Ain't, his muse, maybe. It ain't Zendaya. She 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 no, harbors no, no, some. No, 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 not Zen, not Zen. His new muse. She's an executive producer on the show now. Yes. You yes. mean to tell me you don't, you don't think she wasn't in there? She wasn't looking at the script and saying uh, she even said it in that article that some of this stuff needed to go, and she probably was was one of the, the shepherds of that thing happening. Yeah, that's true. We already gave them a green award. We gotta give them a green. We, uh, oh, of the of the season. Of the this entire, is different. Of the entire season, we're gonna give it to both of them. Uh who can? People are- She's beloved. She's a beloved baby face, but give her two years. I'll say Sam Levinson. Who else could you give the Green Award to? There wasn't a kid. Like, we hated the characters, but by the end, Rue had largely been given a redemption angle, and so had Nate. So we can't give it to those two. I guess you give it to Cassie, but she got her ass beat. So whatever. Yeah, that's a bad thing about... God, that's, that's one of the that's one of the bad... A, a, a person that I actually liked after her origin story just turned into a complete goofball. Cassie's done... Cat's unfortunately done. McKay, we're not gonna see. Nate, I'm still not buying the face turn. Nothing I guess, is, I guess, Astray, Astray for thinking that he had a hundred offer. Grand Theft Auto Astray gets green award of the season. We, we haven't even heard a fucking word from him. Okay, the, epi- the episode it should be Astray. Yes, of the episode, yes, he gets the green award for the episode. Idiot, Astray's an idiot. I don't, I don't feel. I don't feel bad for him dying. He's a fucking. It was done. Well, here's the thing. But here's the thing. I don't feel bad for him dying. But I feel I. I definitely don't. I. I. I don't feel bad for him dying because it was Sam's fault for making that dumbass thing. That that's like March. Mark, watch that scene again. 
out of context, it is completely idiotic why Fez is even standing where he's standing and how Fezco or, or, or how Ashtray is doing whatever he's doing in that bathroom. It's a dumb scene. <laughs> Fez said, here, take this punch to the lip. Just go outside, hands up. I'll take the L. Whatever you got to do, if you take the L, it's not going to be as bad as mine. We're going to be back on these streets. I tell you, it's not going to be that bad. I can fix things with Lexi down the line, or maybe I can't. Everything is going to be okay, Ash. Just make sure. Where are you going? Where... <laughs> Don't you dare. <laughs> he had to go out like that, bro. That was just dumb. <laughs> That's, That's not gangster. I don't think it was gangster. <laughs> She wasn't gangster to me. So Sam Levinson, you get the Green Award for the season, bro. I'm I'm calling it, bro. Green Award for the season. So and and, and that's that's where I'm standing at with it. Um, there's a lot of questions before we end the show. There's a lot of questions about where this show was gonna go. Uh, with Euphoria season three not happening until 2024. Oh man. I'm gonna tell you one thing right now. We are not waiting two years for this show to come back. I'm not waiting another two years. There's no because the thing is, there's no reason for us to wait for two years anymore because that, that's just a ridiculous amount of time to wait. But we we can tell you guys at the end of this that overly medicated is not going away. We are we are keeping this show. We're, re, we're going to rebrand it. We're just going to keep it OM, and we're going to talk about a whole bunch of stuff. We're going to talk about movies. We're going to talk about TV shows. But we're, me and Mark are going to take a long needed break. After eight weeks of this, we we did eight weeks of this with you guys. We're going to take a long needed break, and we're going to be back with a show and or movie from Mark's list <laughs> that I'm going to rewatch. Oh, <laughs> and man. I'm gonna... You're going to rewatch it with me? <laughs> yes. And I'm going to have questions for you. And Dom, you know what? You're, you're invited to Dom. You're invited to motherfucker. Oh, okay. we're, we're going to talk about some things. We're going to, we're going to really RNC watch some of this shit and we're going to come. We're going to have a completely different schedule, but OM is not going away. Me and Mark are not going to go away. We're not going to wait. Uh, we, we had this conversation a couple weeks ago when I was just like, you know what? We don't want the show to end. And you guys don't either. You guys have shown us so much support and you love the show. So OM is not going away. Uh, but we're just not going to be talking about Euphoria until it comes back. And that'll be the focus of the show when we come back is, is, is Euphoria. So um, I'm excited about that. I'm excited to tell you guys when we come back what we're going to have and what we're going to be listening to. But uh, thank you guys for listening to all eight weeks of this overly medicated we really appreciate this like you guys wanted this show back we wanted to do this show i can remember there was times in 2020 when me and mark were like yo i don't know when we'll ever do this show again but i i hope i can you know like we were like i hope we can do this show again because i really enjoyed doing this show with you and i really enjoyed i really enjoyed you know talking about this show and just talking about anything with you so um we're not gonna let that go to the wayside but you know it was long awaited and we're back and you know we're, we're we are hopefully here to stay so um, thank you guys for listening. Dom, thank you so much for being Thanks on the show. On, man. Love this. A much, much needed perspective. Uh, and, and I mean, thank you guys for, for listening for, for to, uh, Overly Medicated. Mark, is there any other, you know, any more uh, things that you want to say before? Hold on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Ah, uh, yeah. That's our season ending. There it goes right there. Mark, anything else you want to say? Uh, shout out to Labyrinth. Really held down season two. Thank God. Um, my list... Is actually going to be very nice once I finish Set It Off. Set It Off will be finished fairly soon. Probably this week. I'll say I'll I'll watch Set It Off this week and then we get into the next queue. Okay. I promise. Okay. Well, we'll see you guys very soon. Peace.
get it all for us. Doing it all for love. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's in my system?